Welcome to the No Superstar Zone. That's good. <laughs> I just took Charlie's How bed. original. Just took you Charlie's took Charlie's... <laughs> you were like, this is mine now. I'm Steven. I'm Isaiah. I am a Charlie. And together... Do you guys remember when we opened an episode by calling ourselves the balls? <laughs> no. No. That happened I don't. Once. I don't listen to our podcast. Were we super monkey balls? No, it was like a joke about how like we were trying to figure out what we were, because we are the podcast, but oh, also yeah. us individually. Yeah, and then Charlie was like, we're the no-spin balls or something, and man, it got me. Oh, God, that must have been so long ago. Yeah, it was, I think it was good. the first segment. That's good. That's good. This week, two of us played and one of us watched someone else play Sega Superstars. Not the te- not the tennis game. There's a game that is just called Sega Superstars. It was for the PS2, and it featured functionality with a with a device called the iToy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a webcam. The PlayStation camera and also the the Xbox Connect, but before either of those things, and probably better than the Connect. Yeah, from what I, I saw, it worked just as well. It it works like surprisingly pretty well. Yeah, you just need a well-lit room. Yeah. It can be a little difficult. That's the like... the most difficult part is just that you need the right room shape and amount of lighting. Yeah, and it seems like the lighting needs to come from, like, where the TV is pointing, basically. Because if it comes from yeah. behind you, then it'll screw up the sensor. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the way it works, and I don't know, so this is, this is just uh, speculation, but I think the way it works is that it literally just detects change in what color it is picking up in a specific area. Yeah, that was how I would design the technology when I was thinking about it. And so if the room is not well lit enough, then it just, the colors are too similar. Like, it just can't pick it up. Yeah, it also seems like you could just take a picture and then rub it back and forth to win all of the games yeah like i'm not i wanted to test it but obviously i don't own this right now but like i wanted to just take like a pretty big picture and rub it back and forth in front of the camera to see if the changing colors just made every single hitbox like get detected there are games where you can't do that because there's stuff you're not supposed to hit but for like the rhythm games i imagine you could just do that right it can be kind of annoying it can be kind of annoying because uh, when you want to select anything in the game's menu, you need to like hold your hand where the button is for a second and a half. But like, because its vision is literally based on movement, you can't just hold it there. You gotta wave it around in that area. Yeah. Yeah, it seems very taxing. It's it's very silly and not not very intuitive either because you just wanna you just wanna hold it there. But you hold it there, and it stops picking it up. So you gotta like jerk your hand around. Yeah. This game is just kind of a little tech demo. It's got little mini games featuring all your favorite Sega characters. You know. Yeah. Like. And I, I like how this is just like it's more than there's like one Sonic game. Yes. Yeah. Tons of others. It's not, it's not like how Nintendo's like, oh, this is Mario. Here is Yoshi, Donkey Kong, and Wario, which are their own series, but you know they're Mario. Well, to be fair, those characters all originated from Mario games. I feel like Knights is the Donkey Kong of the Sonic universe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There are no parallels. This is a bit. <laughs> but also, like, Billy I agree. Hatcher is the Yoshi. Billy Hatcher is the Yoshi. That's because just because there's eggs. Sonic punches him on the head all the time. Yeah, Sonic constantly, like, gets on Billy Hatcher's back. And commands him to eat his enemies. Do you remember the time that Billy Hatcher had to take care of baby Sonic? <laughs> yeah, dude. Isn't that, like, a part of Sonic Underground lore? Yeah, I remember the episode of that cartoon show from the 90s where Billy Hatcher took care of baby Sonic. Yeah, Uncle Chuck is like, you've got this, Mr. Hatcher. You've got this, Hatcher lad. So- Hatcher lad. He's like, Duke Deloo, or whatever the hell he says. Sega Superstars <laughs> has uh, 12 games? Yes. It has 12, 12 games. games in it. 12 uh, One is games. Sonic, and because one of them is Sonic, that's why we're covering it on this, our Sonic podcast. <laughs> Against our better judgment, we, I suppose. We also really needed more games for this segment, because this segment of Sonic is actually kind of, like, barren. Surprise, surprise. It's weirdly short. Yeah, it's literally just like a Sonic 2 special stage, but with, like... This was before Sonic Rush, but it's like the same functionality. You just have to move your arm where Sonic is. 
and you get all seven emeralds, and when you get all seven emeralds, you go supersonic, and you can attract rings and be immune to obstacles, in which there are quite a few. Yeah, you also, you made a point that I want to, like, make sure that we elaborate on. This game came out a while ago, but we decided to do it here, just so that we could make sure one of us had time to actually get the things we needed to play it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. this game came out before Sonic Riders, right? Yeah, this came out in 2004, which was after uh, Sonic Heroes, because it uses, it uses that model of Sonic, and it uses the Sonic Adventure music. Like, the, the main music that plays is Speed Highway. And I think, I think Open Your Heart's the menu music. Wait, like, the real version? Like, it's just like... I, I can't remember, because, like... No, I think it starts at the... You know, that, like... Oh, okay. the, way, yeah. the The Sonic Adventure title, like, menu music. Yeah. Does it have the vocals, or is it just... I don't think so. Weird. Very yeah, it, the music choice is really weird, especially because for the special stage, it just makes so much sense to use Sonic Heroes special stage music, because the visuals are are pretty similar. The gameplay is kind of similar. No, the gameplay seems much better than Sonic Heroes. The gameplay is definitely better. Oh like, yeah, it's more precise. The, the gameplay is very enjoyable, but like on the surface what you're doing is pretty much the same you're moving across a friggin giant tube and you're collecting orbs no you're collecting rings oh that's right how scathing there is are the no criti- orbs in this Isaiah how scathing is the criticism of this like of Sonic heroes that this game is more precise a game where you literally rub your hand in a vague direction of the camera. <laughs> So, and that's the tricky part, is that your experience will vary wildly depending on, uh, like, your setup in the room. Like, how tall are you relative to the camera's height? Right. Was something I encountered. Well, yeah, because you also played with multiple people who were different heights, so, like... Yeah. So, the we, we played this game in two different settings. Uh, we had to move because the lighting was just not good enough. Well, it wasn't just the lighting, it was also just the amount of space. Yeah, it was It was just an uncomfortable like position for us to play. Yeah, we were doing it in my room, and then it was just kind of cramped because, you know, it's a bedroom. Yeah. So I went to my basement where it's more free, and it was... The, to be fair, the lighting was also... Well, the lighting wasn't that bad in my room because, like, this, I have a big window, and my downstairs has a small window. Right. Yeah. Well, and, like, the smaller the room, the better the lighting, basically. But because yeah. his TV downstairs was so large... The camera at the top of the TV put me at the very bottom of the screen, <laughs> and so like it, I was I was playing one of the games I was playing like constantly had me hold my hand high up in the air, and I just got too tired to keep playing the game. But but for Sonic there was an issue where I just couldn't I didn't have the full range of motion at the speed that I needed to play it effectively because of my like because I wasn't centered on the screen. And so I, I suffered in, in regard to precision on that game, but if I was centered properly in the camera, it, it plays a lot better. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I could see like a lot of problems with this just occurring from TVs being bigger now in general. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, the thing is with the camera, I was kind of afraid I was going to be able to bounce it on my TV because it's kind of a block. And, yeah. you know, most TVs people have these days are really thin. But it was able to stay up, like, relatively well. Yeah. But I-, I was more or less satisfied with the experience I got, you know, despite, like, nature of it. Yeah, it... Surprisingly, it aged pretty well. And I think a part of that is just that it... The games were very much designed to make the technology work as much as possible. Yeah, it doesn't require a ton yeah. of precision. Like, there is not a lot of, like like advanced things that you have to do most of the games is straight up stand in the center and put your hands somewhere in this radius away from the center and then it just looks in that circle to see if there's movement there and then that's where the that's where the actual input occurs so it's it's really it's pretty much we'll just use your entire body as a control stick yeah. For for most of the games, or in in some cases, uh, like two control sticks simultaneously. You are the controller. Yeah. Yeah. It also seemed like the games were just forgiving in general. I don't know if it gets harder at higher difficulties or if that's even a thing, but it seemed like most well, of the games were more of a have fun type thing rather than a challenge type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like the Sonic games specifically, 
usually you would get like warnings for obstacles in like the first two difficulties, but in the harder difficulty it would not give you a warning for yeah. the bombs. It would still give you a warning for the emerald because the emerald's kind of important. But. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the way the way this, this game works in detail is that you want to collect as many rings as possible as you're running forward. Uh, if you step on a boost pad, you speed up, I think temporarily, not permanently, right? Um, yeah. The, and I think you actually increase speed for every emerald you get, though. Yes. If you get an emerald, it permanently increases your speed. And if you get all seven emeralds, then you go super and you become immune to bombs and you just are at max speed, which is extremely fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I would say as of 2004, this is the fastest Sonic has ever been. You also don't uh, deplete your rings as super. Yeah. So you can just get as many rings as possible. And by the way, unlike heroes, the rings actually matter. <laughs> I like conceptually the idea of every time you do well, the game gets harder by nature just because you're moving faster. Yeah. Yeah, Sonic game. Yeah, well, it's that's probably the best. It honestly, it kind of reminds me of one of those like infinite runner games. Yeah. But, but the levels are are much more deliberately designed. I mean, Sonic invented those. Like this is actually still just the Sonic Two stage. <laughs> that's true. Right. That's true. But I feel like this is again a really good like interpretation of that, especially considering it's a longer form version. So I'm glad they did like, oh, you get the Chaos Emeralds and turning Super in a special stage is a very weird idea, but it's very neat too. Yeah. Well, turning Super so fast in general. Oh yeah, from like just crazy. three minutes into a mini game, yeah. 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 But that's really it to it. I mean. There isn't a whole lot of motion just moving your hand around a circle, but... Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of go left and right, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's not just left and right. It's it's full 360 degrees. Well, right, yeah. but you can't jump or anything. Like, there's no hitting... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be kind of crazy if you could. Well, you can go, like, over the edges in Sonic Rush, and I feel like you could do something similar in Sonic Heroes, where if you just go all the way to the left, it'll, like, drop you in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. In Sonic Heroes, there's really no reason to go upside down, but in this game, they make full use of... Th- the 360 degrees. Yeah. Do you fall at all, or is it like 100% sticky where you can just hold your hand to the right and Sonic will keep going? It's sticky, it's sticky yeah. I like the. Which I, which I do that. think it is good. I think if they made it not sticky, especially with the motion controls, it would really not work. Yeah, it'd be really weird. I do. One thing I want to point out, though, is that this is maybe the best that Sonic's model has ever looked, and that's good because this game seems to pan really close in a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really impressive to see Sonic's model, especially on, like, a stronger console than the GameCube. Yeah. And after, like, the Sonic Heroes and Shadow the Hedgehog models, too, where we thought that they just kind of gave up on making Sonic look good, it's nice to see that they cared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think this game was also... This mini game was also kind of the... I don't know about 2004. I feel like this was the mini game that sold Sega Superstars the game. I mean, yeah, no one really cares about most other... Sonic character, Sega characters. Yeah, I mean, that's why, like, Which Sonic is, is huge on the front, even though he's only got one game. He's, like, the same split as everyone else. I guess they have the Child Garden, so, like... I have the game copy, which... The game... It's not the or actual cover. The person... The, the story I got, it has, like, a print copy. It's got the PAL, but, yeah, he's, like, top and middle. Yeah. And everyone else is kind of smaller around. Yeah. The next game in Sega Superstars is the Super Monkey Ball game. Yeah, you played that one. I, I wish I could have spent more time playing it because I loved it. And not just because I like Super Monkey Ball. Actually, it's almost entirely because I like Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, I was going to say, all of these games are basically just like, what if you had a different control scheme for a game you already liked? But the the game translates really well to motion controls. The only thing is that you move really slowly. Yeah. Which is a lot less fun. This time, so with Sonic, you needed just a hand to point out a location. In this, think of it like you're flying, and so you're sticking both your hands out, and the farther down they are, the farther forward you go, and the farther up they are, the farther backward you go. And so if you tilt, then the board tilts and your your character turns. And so it's 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 very it's a very interesting control scheme and it it works pretty well for super monkey ball i think the best way to describe it from what i saw was that this plays a lot less like super monkey ball and a lot more just like katamari like the screen does tilt but it doesn't feel like that's what's happening yeah yeah it yeah katamari is a pretty good 
sort of comparison. Uh, but they are very much Super Monkey Ball courses. In fact, one of them I know for sure is just from Super Monkey Ball, either one or two. Yeah. And a, a complaint I do have with that level is that if you just hold forward, you just win, and that's it. I mean, there are actually like four or five different levels in Super Monkey Ball that you can do that <laughs> in, but I feel like that's actually more interesting than, like, bad. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, I, I mean, in Super Monkey Ball, there's always the first stage of every of every game is just literally if you travel forward, that's yeah. It's just it's just mini golf. Yeah, that's a, that's that is the first time I've ever heard someone make the comparison between that's... Super Monkey Ball and mini golf, and it's a very good comparison. That's a weirdly extremely good comparison. It's just it's it's mini golf, but you can keep moving. It's not like you have to. Yeah, stop. yeah. But it is like a bunch of these tiny courses with like usually one set piece per course and the yeah. like it's themed in the background and you have a goal yeah. yeah super monkey ball is mini golf except i'm good at it super mini golf got it yeah they do the game those games do have a a monkey golf from what i understand yeah they because do it has a lot of cool little sports mini games. yeah i know the first one has like a like a shuffleboard but with monkeys yeah <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of Man, Super Monkey Ball used to be good. I mean, it's still good. It's just not coming out. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go play the freaking Ticket Super Monkey Ball. That was probably the last Super Monkey Ball game ever released. Yeah. So, Charlie, please uh, explain to us how Samba de Amigo's game works. Yeah, what is Samba de Amigo? So, Samba de Amigo is a rhythm game from what I understand. I've actually never played the Dreamcast or the Wii game, but, like... It basically relies on, like, motions in six directions, like you're holding maracas. And, you know, it, it has its own little track list, so you can play some... You can play the classic uh, Samba Dejeuner, something like that. Uh, you can play uh, Live in La Vida Loca, La Bamba. You know, just standard kind of uh, vaguely Hispanic tracks. Yeah, like the American interpretation of, like, mariachi music, basically. Yep, yeah, I think much. Isaiah had some comments about this when we were playing. <laughs> but yeah, you can pick the three difficulties because every everything has a difficulty in this game. It it's usually three, be, but sometimes there's four. It tends to be you have to beat the earlier difficulty to unlock uh, the next difficulty. Yeah. Uh, honestly, out of the games I played, Samba de Amigo is probably my least favorite because it was a little... Because that's where that's where like the 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 thing you're gonna be afraid the eye toy is gonna be happens, because it just seems really inaccurate because you're hitting at the right time or you're not. It's very yeah. unclear. It seems like the yeah. most and precise. It's in six to directions be. too. Like you're in a hexagon. There's a far left, far right, and then the diagonals of which. Yeah, that's that's the game where if you're not if like your arms are not like vertically centered in the frame. Uh, you're gonna suffer the most because yeah. you just can't get the angles your brain says that you're supposed to get in order to get all the six locations. Yeah, and like every every now and then there'll be a figure that appears in front of the screen that like will have you go into a pose, and that was confusing. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to shake or something. And there are also like notes where you have to shake because you know every usually every rhythm game has like a long note you need to play yeah like the rolling note something like that yeah i feel like the the strike a pose thing probably makes more sense if you're familiar with the samba de amigo games yeah i'm honestly kind of curious to play samba de amigo like an actual samba de amigo game you know it's it, it, it's whatever it's one of two rhythm games but unfortunately i did not play the the other one which we'll probably discuss briefly but yeah i was gonna say i think that now is probably a good time to just switch to that one even though it's later in our i mean yeah the, i would I, I wasn't sure if i wanted to go through the games we've played or just whatever but if you want to talk about space channel 5 go ahead yeah from what i saw it's basically just like the same thing because you obviously can't do too many different things with a rhythm game <laughs> and motion controls so it's still just like yeah put your hands in the spots but it's just a different theme and it's got different songs do you just do poses or something? No, you still it's still got the like six buttons on screen, I believe. That's that's kind of weird because you think Space Channel Five would be very like, you know, like handsy, you know? Yeah. Like I I don't know a whole lot about Space Channel Five. I don't like that word choice. The term handsy. Well, you want to like from you know I like I've only seen very few of uh 
you know, left, right, left, right, two, two, two. That's just, that stuff just seems like a very motion-based thing that you would see, but I guess it's Space Channel 5 and not Just Dance. You know what they say. Just I do Dance not. is still coming out on the Wii. <laughs> Got him. Anyway, I guess that's all we're going to say about that one. They're yeah. still making Space Channel 5 games. This uh, I just looked it up. This one's coming out in VR. That's sad. Okay, you're going to need to post a link to that. All right, we're doing that. Yeah, there's because a Space just, Channel 5 like like, VR. Oh, yeah, they've always been coming out. Here's one that oh, oh, just so happens to be coming out now. Yeah. <laughs> well, as of 2019, if you're listening to this, by the time it's already out, then obviously that's, that's dated. Okay. I'm going to talk about the other game I remember playing, which I think is the only other one, which is Puyo Puyo. And uh, spoiler alert, this doesn't actually play like Puyo Puyo. Yeah, it's one of the ones that's different. <laughs> it's just a color sorter. Dude, it throws me off because in the title screen for the game, you see Puyo pieces fall and match like in Puyo Puyo, but that's not the gameplay of the game. Yeah. You just have like, you know, two boxes two boxes on each side, one's higher, one's lower, and you just basically motion your body to put them into their respective uh, slot. And there's there's no penalization for getting a color in the wrong one, but there are bombs which you just kind of have to move yourself out of the way so they don't go into the holes. Yeah. And, like, your head is a hitbox. Like, your, your entire body is a hitbox. So you just have to navigate and such. It, it's really fun. It's fun to do and it's fun to watch. Yeah, it seems yeah. like the best usage of the technology like it shows the most that it actually works because it really seems oh, to perfectly like map your body as a hitbox yeah for yeah. sure it's also it's also the game where i kind of feel like like as i'm playing it i'm like why do i have to have a head <laughs> like <laughs> like your head is its own like while you're playing the game your head gets in the way of doing well and that's really funny to me. Yeah, like you'd rather just do a hand plant and use your legs to maneuver the Puyos? Like, I keep wanting, like, when I played it, I keep wanting to bend my head forward or backward so that I could, like, get the Puyos out of the way, or get my own head out of the way so the Puyos could move. Uh, but then I wouldn't be able to see. <laughs> just really look like a kid pretending to be a plan. It, it That's exactly correct. <laughs> So I looked up the Space Channel 5 minigame for this game specifically, and it is largely the same where you put your hands over a spot, but it's different in the way that instead of seeing notes move to the spots, it's like a uh, Simon Says type deal where like, ooh la la will hit different buttons and then you'll have to hit the same ones. Oh yeah, it, yeah, that is how Space Channel 5 works, isn't it? I guess. It's, it's kind of like Simon Says. Yeah, I just, I only remember the like user interface, which is almost exactly the same, except there's also a top button, I think. So there's seven yeah, instead of like, six. For context, my only exposure to Space Channel 5 is the episode of the 3D animated anime... Wow. Um, <laughs> Got him. Uh, Sega Hard Girls, which just features a bunch of Sega properties, and they go to Space Channel 5 in one episode. And then also, I went to a drag show recently where someone was dressed up as Ula and doing a whole Space Channel 5 bit where it was Simon Says. So, like I said, I really want to play Space Channel 5 now. <laughs> it seems really interesting. It's also weird that whenever a game comes out and there's more than one of them and it has a number in the title. No, it's, yeah. just, it's just Channel 5. You just get the Channel 5. Also, Channel 5 is one of the channels that you cannot play video games on, so that's weird. Yeah. Well, I think that maybe that's the joke. I don't know. Well, this is the space version of that. Oh, so in space, your Nintendo 64 is turned on Channel 5 on your CRT. <laughs> Yeah. In space, you have one additional option to play your video game on. <laughs> In space, no one can hear your screen. <laughs> In space, no one can hear you go left, right, left, right, choo, choo, choo. Now strike a pose. So speaking of choo, choo. What if there was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like, rhythm game where you had to strike poses sometimes <laughs> and it just made I you would do, play the shit out like, of that. the insane, like, spine-brooding poses? The game penalized you for not being as buff as you needed to be. <laughs> okay, cause that okay, don't don't even, cause that like doesn't matter halfway through JoJo. Just just like a body <laughs> shaming game where if you're not a Bashonin boy, you don't win. <laughs> hey, look, God. it would motivate me in the worst way. <laughs> God. All right, so I had the perfect transition into Choo Choo Rocket, but nobody took it. 
you're the one that's introducing this game, I think, right? Or is it yeah, me? I actually, uh, I didn't get to play it, so I was really hoping somebody else would. Okay, well, then I can do it. So this game is another game where you just have to rub a button with your hand. Like, basically, the screen has two buttons, and you're essentially just pressing them. It doesn't really matter, like, how you move your hands, or whatever. But what the buttons do is that there's, like, this platform that the choo-choos are walking across. And if you're not familiar with choo-choo rocket, choo-choos are just mice. They're just cartoon mice. And they walk along a little track. And if you rub your hand on, like, the left button, the left track will... I can't remember if it opens a hole or if it closes the hole, but there's a hole, and you can either close it or open it. And you do that by rubbing your hand on the button. And you have to let the mice walk across it, but then there will be cats that come through sometimes. And if you stop rubbing, or if you rub... Again, I can't remember which is which. But if you let them <laughs> fall through the hole, like, you don't take damage. But if you have the hole open before they get there, they'll jump over it. So you have to kind of time it. So basically what I'm saying is it's a really slow rhythm game. But as far as I know, that's like all there is to it. It doesn't seem very difficult. And it, like, it really doesn't seem that impressive for the technology because it's really just pressing two buttons with your hands. Which I guess is what the rhythm games are, but that still feels more in character for like a move your body type setup. Yeah. Yeah, that's Choo Choo Rocket. So after that we have Virtua Fighter which, if you're familiar, is a three-button fighting game. In this case, you just waggle your hand in front of a man's face and it pretends that you punch him. It looks kind of interesting, honestly. At least it looks it looks the most active. Do you know if you like go through like a bunch of fires like a traditional arcade or...? Yeah, you do fight different characters. I know it's got the Ryu-looking dude, it's got Brian, it's got Willie from, the, from New York. God. <laughs> It's got that guy that you always see at the bar, but he never tells you his name, so it's uncomfortable when he says hello. They've so, got... so the game <laughs> yeah. wants you to stand on one side of the screen. Wait, wait, my bit's not done yet. <laughs> okay, finish the bit. It's got the kid that beat you up in middle school. It's got the... <laughs> it's got your... It's got <laughs> Which one? Dude, friggin', uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tambor. <laughs> And Zangief, surprisingly, makes an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie and Akira are the only uh, Virtua Fire characters I know. Yeah, they're the first two that you fight, I think. Yeah. The video that I watched was interesting because they, at a certain point, they picked up a lightsaber and they turned it on so that the light sensor would pick it up and they were just hitting the dude with the lightsaber and it actually worked. Oh my god. <laughs> that is actually amazing. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, are you supposed to, like, stand sideways? <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed to stand on the right or left side of the screen. Left yeah. side, not right side. Okay. Although I guess in real life you would be standing... Well, you'd be standing on the left still because it's a mirror, but... You're standing weird. on the side of the screen. And yeah. another fighter's on the other side of the screen. And it basically gives you prompts how to... Or where to attack and whether or not to guard. And where to guard as well. And so it just wants you to be moving in that specific area. And so it's, I mean, it's basically a quick time event, but it's an extremely active quick time event because you have to move a lot of your body all around. Yeah. And whenever you do, it will act as if you just hit somebody or you just blocked somebody's attack. And there's a lot of, like, flashy effects on screen and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's not just a grading system the way that the rhythm games are. There is a health bar, so you have to meet a certain number of, like, hits, and you have to block or else you'll die if you get hit a certain number of times. I'm looking at, on medium difficulty, there's also, uh, in addition to, like, attack signals, there's also a counter signal that looks like the attack one. But if you hit it, then they'll they'll hit you back. Right. It's like a decoy. Yeah. That's interesting. That's me and Charlie just saying the same exact thing at the same time. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. The next game is Virtua Striker, which is a tennis game? I thought it was soccer. Is it soccer? Oh, yeah, it is soccer. It's not tennis. There, There is a Virtua Tennis, but... That's what I thought of. I, I didn't remember seeing this one. Oh, that's right. This is the one where you have to, like, punch a ball and get it to hit a goal. That's right. <laughs> that's not legal. So the... <laughs> You, I think they want you to use your head specifically. But the way it works is that, like, it's kind of like the Puyo game where it just drops, like, an object and your entire body is the hitbox. And you want to, like, hit the item into these balloons. But, like, 
every part of your body is a hitbox, so like it can slide off your arm in weird ways, and the ball seems to be really bouncy, so like if you just tap it, it'll get launched. So it's really difficult to aim it, and frequently there'll be like three balloons at once, and if you pop all of them, you get a really good score, but it seems really hard to manage. But it does do the really good like body tracking thing, so it's still impressive. So I would bet that probably the reason why the ball is so aggressively bouncy is that every part of the map basically has a binary signal of is there motion there or is there not, and it, it can't really calculate how fast the motion is to determine how much force is involved. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean the ball needs to be bouncy. That just means that, like, it will always bounce the same distance, but it bounces real hard. <laughs> that distance is very big. Yeah, so it's like, I, I think it would have been a little bit better if it only, like, if it had, like, more of an arc, but in this case it feels more like once you touch it, there's just, like, like a packet of C4 on the side, and it just kind of blows up and shoots across the sky. Well... <laughs> There's knights. Knights is knights the last one. Great response to that, guys. We have knights and Crazy Taxi, Billy Hatcher, and House of the Dead. There's always another thing. There's there's always another House of the Dead. Knights. Did you guys play knights? I didn't have the time to play this, unfortunately, because I had the PS2 in the basement, and the rest of my family uses the basement. Ah. Uh. And I was also getting a. After playing Samade Amiga, I'm like, wow, I remember Guitar Hero exists. Let me just waste my time <laughs> yeah. for that. We, we we got together and played this game, and then you were like, let's play Guitar Hero. And I was like, no, and then we played Guitar Hero. Well, I, on the I'm other sorry. hand, watched someone play all these games. <laughs> so I can kind of vaguely describe Knights. Yeah, he's the better man. I get it. So Knights functions a lot like the Super Monkey Ball situation where you have to, like, lean your arms from side to side. But in this case, when they're both, like, on the bottom, you go up, I think. I think it's, like, flight stick control. So if you yeah, put both your arms that up, makes you a lot down. of sense. Yeah. And then you just kind of have to, like, aim for the, the balls and the rings as you would in a real Knights game. But this was the first instance of Knights being, like, fully 3D, I think. Because the first Knights game is on a 2D plane unless you're playing as, like, the kid, right? Unless I'm mistaken. Yeah. I've never played Knights. Wait, don't you own yeah, it on Steam? Yeah, so, so the first the first no. Knights game is, like, it takes place in a 3D space, but you're moving around. It's like a Kirby 64. Always with the Kirby 64? <laughs> Always with the... It's my only example. <laughs> Sonic Generations on the 3DS is kind of like that. Yeah. But yeah, when you're playing as the kid, you can move around on the ground, but you don't you don't want to do that. So, you don't. It's weird that the kid transforms into knights. Anyway, that's how that game works. I think it's the first instance of knights being 3D, but I could be totally horribly wrong. I mean, unless the Christmas game really breaks some boundaries. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe in the Christmas game you can do it, but I don't think you can. As far as I know, the Christmas game is more of a reskin with some new levels. But after the knights, we have Crazy Taxi, which, as far as I can tell, is just a game where you have to waggle your hand as hard as possible, and it fills up a meter, and then after that, you're just, like, doing a weird like skid thing so is this like crazy taxi where you just like drive and pick up people oh no no no, 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 no no there's no there's nothing resembling crazy taxi other than that you're driving a taxi and you have green hair you, it's literally just like the guy gets in the car and then you peel out and like he just turns right and as you rub like you get points i'm very fascinated by the way Half of these minigames seem to really embody the spirit of their source material, and the other half just disregard it completely. Yeah, other than in looks alone. Like, the Puyo one has nothing to do with Puyo at all. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing, the only other Puyo thing related is that the high scores were named after Puyo characters. Yeah. So, like, there's a funny bit here where we have a list of the things that we need to discuss in an episode so that we can remember them. Yeah. And I just realized that not only did Isaiah, the man who is the only one who makes the lists because he's good at it and it's very <laughs> helpful, but he it's spelled... one contribution to this podcast. He spelled Samba de Amigo as Somba de Amigo, which is kind of funny, <laughs> but whatever, whatever. I also originally said Amiga. Yeah, I look down and I see that Choo Choo Rocket is not spelled C-H-U-C-H-U, but C-H-O-O-C-H-O-O, -O -O, <laughs> as like if it were a train. a train and not mice. I also, I just corrected this so you didn't have time to notice it. I accidentally spelled Crazy Taxi as Crazy Taxi. <laughs> crazy Texan. Yeah. That's you. Oh, boy. 
But yeah, the Crazy Taxi, it's a game where you just... It's basically just like a Mario Party mash game, but with your arm in the air. I don't know what it has to do with Crazy Taxi at all. It's really weird. Did you guys play Billy Hatcher? Mario Party... What? Did you guys play Billy Hatcher? No. I wish. I've never played a Billy Hatcher game. There, There is one Billy Hatcher game? <laughs> There's one <laughs> Billy Hatcher game, and I don't get it. It's, it's pretty good, too. It's not a bad game. It's a great game, and I just can never get more than, like, a third of the way through it. Well, that's because the cool part isn't the level design, it's just the power-ups and stuff. Yeah. But Billy Hatcher is a game where you roll around an egg, and that egg can hatch. But in this iteration of the game, it's again got the, like, Katamari-type thing, where you have to, like, angle your arms to the left and the right to move it based on that. And you yeah. have to run over enemies. You explore basically, like, a little 3D area that's based on, I think, the first level of the game. Yeah. It's like the pirate area. I don't remember if that's the first oh, one that or not. Oh, that would be world, either World 2 or World 3. Probably World 2. I feel like it I feel like it was like the second level. I don't know how I don't remember how that game works other than that like the pirate area is pretty early on. You do you do levels out of order so you can access World 2 very quickly. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. So it's it's a little weird. I literally remember nothing about the UI and exclusively <laughs> remember rolling around the egg. Yeah. Rolling around the egg is basically the core gameplay. Yeah, but this game doesn't let you hatch the egg ever, so, like, it's not rewarding, and even if you do complete it, like, you just kind of get a score at the end, so it's kind of just the worst parts of Billy Hatcher, which are feeding the egg. That sucks, because I, I, I would have loved to, over the course of the game, the egg gets bigger, and that's sort of your timer for how long you get to play the game. And then when it's at max size, it hatches, and it's a different thing every time. Yeah, but, like, the different things, they aren't really, like, in real Billy Hatcher, it's not like you transform or anything. So oh, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be fun to play a game that was just, like, use the power-up, but without the egg exploration. So I feel like this is pretty much the extent of what it can be. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just not that great. Like, Billy Hatcher doesn't map to this system very well, I guess. Other than that, the only game is House of the Dead, which functions pretty like closely to real house of the dead which is just like a light gun game it's just yeah. on rail too right well real house of the dead is on rails this game doesn't take you anywhere <laughs> oh, oh no you oh so it's a shooting gallery yeah you just sit in front of like oh, this sucks. graveyard shape with your dumb head in the middle <laughs> and you man, have to rub the zombies away <laughs> man like 90 percent of the enjoyment of house of the dead as a rail shooter is that you physically move around so you're right. not just seeing the same environment. Yeah, and you like see a cool haunted house not here. Oh man, that sucks. I mean, I guess it is a lot of production value that they can't spend on one twelfth of the game, but like, short courses. Right, like something, like anything. Yeah. But yeah, as far as I know, there's no like change in the background or anything. And then you also like, ladies will sometimes pop up and if you hit them, like out of you know reaction because you think they're yep. a zombie they'd slap the screen that's that that is very house of the dead like i think yeah. in in the actual house of the dead uh they just die and you lose points uh <laughs> for for killing innocent people uh, yeah and i think in later games it's not just it's not just ladies it's it's people just in general just just living people that are not zombies right not necessarily female yeah not not necessarily but, yeah, the the punishment is a loss of points, and also they are dead. <laughs> so that is keeping in theme, if deviating a little bit. Yeah, but in this case, like, because you're just rubbing them, it's not like they get shot. It doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like it would be I'll, very fun. I understand now you're rubbing them. So they yeah, slap and they you. slap Yeah, I, okay, <laughs> I, I get what the bit is. Yeah, I wasn't... I don't know if that's the actual bit, but, like, it feels like it to me. That sucks. Like, oh no, you rubbed the woman too hard and she slapped you. She got... She. Oh my god. god. But right. also, you like rub the zombies to death and I can't... <laughs> yeah, it it's not consistent if that is the bit. Like, it doesn't Yeah, you just gotta get some... Uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Get some peroxide on them. Get some peroxide on that, them? That, that, that kills zombies, Your right? Your character is wearing gloves with peroxide on them. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I watched the The Walking Dead, and they were like, "Now you gotta keep your peroxide with you. It's the only now, way to beat the zombies." Now remember, you gotta rub peroxide on their face. That's you the only way to get rid of them. Rub the zombies really hard. 
It's a really good risk-reward situation. Um, actually, Steven, in The Walking Dead, they call them walkers, not zombies, so... You have to rub the zombies really hard. Well, apparently the people in The Walking Dead universe have never seen zombies before. Okay, yeah. so I need to I need to correct myself. Apparently, the background does shift, but it was so uninteresting that I didn't realize it did. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, so I apologize for my discretions. Um, it does shift. It, it, it actually has this kind of cool thing where it feels like the two sides of the background are on columns and they rotate. But it's like so simple and light because most of the screen is just taken up by either A, U, I, or B, like your room that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. But this also, the people who were playing it, like they took out like a baseball bat and a guitar and were hitting zombies with those and that seems like it'd be fun. Yeah, uh, something I think we should mention so is, it's dead rising. is that in all of these games, your room and you are always like on the screen semi-transparently, which is incredibly important for knowing where you are so that you know that you're you're hitting things properly. But also, mm -hmm. it is very weird, like a lot of the other times. Yeah. Like like in Virtual Fighter, it, in Virtual in Virtual Fighter, uh, it, <laughs> Virtual it, it Fighter, in, in Virtual. <laughs> In that game, it works the best because it's kind of like the fighter is in your environment rather than you being in their environment. Right. But in the rest of the games, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm like playing Sonic the Hedgehog, but also I'm staring into a mirror. <laughs> I'm playing Sonic the Hedgehog, but staring into the dark, dark depths of my own soul. Yeah, it's really dramatic. Awful. Yeah, it's great. So do you guys want to talk about the weird-ass Chow Garden? Yeah. Yeah, so those are all the mini-games, but there's also the Chow Garden, which is not in the mini-game collection. It's just a it's the thing you can go to with your... We mentioned in the Sonic Mini, you collect rings, and those rings actually go into account, and you can get rings for doing well in other mini-games in Sega Superstars. It's important to clarify here that the rings you collect in Sonic's mini-game do not correlate directly to rings you get to keep. They correlate into score, which then turn into rings. Oh, I thought they were the same. No, because you can get, like, a lot of rings in that minigame and then walk away with 100 in the Chow Garden just because you, did, you didn't collect any Chaos Emeralds and didn't well, get shoot. a very good time bonus and stuff like that. That's weird. Well, anyway, <laughs> you enter a Chow Garden and then there's an egg because... It's a child garden. You haven't been to it before. What did you expect there to be? And you can rub it, which... The <laughs> rubbing is a very imprecise, uh, we have learned. Yes. The rubbing? But the rubbing is really imprecise. Dude, the rubbing around in this game is not great. <laughs> but you can rub the chow and the chow will hatch out. And it's actually a new model almost entirely. Like, the eyes have, like, some indentation to them. Yeah. Which yeah. I think looks weird, but... No, I think it's cool. Just that it's. I'm glad it's not a reused model at the very least. Yeah, but they don't really behave. I didn't really notice the ball changing into any shape like Chow usually do. It's and I don't even think they like change physically. Like yeah, like I don't think this uses the alive system. I think it's just very basic. But you can, you know, get food for the Chow because sometimes they'll be hungry. You could pet them, which again is imprecise. I think I think the problem was that I was standing in the same location as the Chow when I should have been standing yeah. away from the Chow. Yeah, yeah, because our friend who was playing with us was able to like just pet it off screen. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. Can... There's a store where you can get the food, and you can get basically the toys you could get in the races in Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, as well as a trumpet, like the car and, and the maracas. probably something for the water, because I think there's a there's a little lake in the middle. Like, it's a, it's a big panoramic, the garden is, that you can just scroll through. And you can plant trees. There's a lot you can do, and I'm sure it would be really fun to explore it more, but, like... I kind of feel like it's it's very surface level, though. Because if the chow doesn't change, then it's it's mostly just like a... It's like an aquarium with one fish. Yeah, it's more like the environment is the thing to know yeah. rather than the chow. And you can you can fill the environment with things, and the chat will even interact with a lot of those things. But it's 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 just for watching more than it is for actually playing. Yeah, it's more garden than it is chow. Yeah, exactly. Also, can you name the chow? It didn't seem like you could in the stuff I watched. You can. No, I don't think so. Like I said, it's very bare bones. Just a little cute thing you can do. It's not. 
What I will say well is that uh, loading screens, when you're leaving a game, loading screens will show you what your Chow is up to. That's cute. Which is very cute. Because you get rings, and then you leave, and then you get to see like where your Chow is at. Uh, and if it's and if you haven't hatched your chow, then it's you just see an egg. <laughs> yeah, like the other weird bit about this though is that there was so much connectivity between like the Nintendo Sonic games for the Chow Garden. Yeah, that it feels weird because even if you could do anything with this child that was interesting, it would feel kind of like playing the old Pokemon games where you know that you can't ever like take something out of them. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it kind of feels empty. Even though in, like, a normal game, that wouldn't even be a thing. Like, it's not like I'm playing, you know, like, a Tamagotchi or a Digimon, and I'm like, oh, but I can't move it to a different <laughs> video game entirely. For some reason... Uh, it's not like you can attach your uh, Nintendo Game Boy Advance to a Sony PlayStation 2. Right. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Is it, like, even though that functionality just has no reason to be there, because it once was, it feels, like, more empty than it isn't. Yeah. I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, I, th I think it's still cool, though, that it's there. It definitely yeah. adds something to this game that, like, if it weren't there, it would feel, like, far less deep. Yeah, like, it's it's weird how it's basically just 12 minigames, and they just feel like completely separate minigames, and then you add the Chow Garden, and now they feel like like a complete unit. Yeah, there's, like, some kind of connective tissue between all of yeah. them. Like it ties them all together in in this way, and it and also it makes you want to do well for reasons other than you want a high score because it feels more fun. Right. I, I think that like overall this game seems like it's a pretty solid like tech demo and absolutely nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the games are fun for the most part. The games are fun. I can't imagine playing them for more than a couple hours. Right, like for sixty dollars, this would not be worth the money. I don't think. Oh yeah, but but they're fun to they're fun to play now, like especially in a group setting when you can take turns and all be terrible, or like move yeah. around yeah. and laugh at each other because you look very silly playing the Puyo Puyo game. Right, that's like the other thing is that I imagine this game would not be nearly as fun alone. Oh yeah, like it's not like the kind of thing that you you know build your craft or whatever. It's like oh, one of your friends happens to randomly be good at the Virtua Fighter game, so it's funny to, like, roast everybody else. It's like, it would be a great party game if it weren't for the fact that only one person can play. Yeah. Well, actually, it seemed like, maybe for, like, the House of the Dead stuff, you could have two friends and, like, both of you could punch the zombies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think there are ways to work around it, but that's more so just being creative on your own and using this as, like, a boat to get yeah. you to imagination. Yeah. Actually, when playing Puyo Puyo, we had bits where people were like, I'm going to help you, and then they made things way worse, and that was fun. <laughs> right. So it seems like overall this game isn't a bad experience, but it's just, like, obviously not a Sonic game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. In fact, it's basically one-twelfth of a Sonic game. Yeah. I mean, like, we played Sonic Eraser on this, so... Yeah. I would rather play this than Sonic Eraser. That yep. is for sure. I would agree. There's a lot of Sonic games I would just rather not play than this, but there's also plenty of Sonic games that I would rather play over this. Yeah. I think I think that just about covers it, though. Yeah. With that in mind, this game gets my completionist rating of thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I give it a thumbs up. I would, too. I mean, I obviously didn't play it, but it seems like it'd be fun, and, like, the group setting seems to make it especially fun, and I also just like Sonic's model. Yeah, honestly, I was I was thinking about it, and if I were to give this a thumbs down, the the main reasoning would just be the hassle of getting the eye toy along with like it just is peripheral, like required. Right, you know? it's like how impossible to deal with playing Crystal Chronicles as a multiplayer game is. Yeah, and especially how badly I want to. <laughs> right, like for how good it is and like how much pain it makes you feel. Yeah. And that's Cannot. this game, but like not not as bad and also not as good. Yeah, it's 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 also just like it's like it's like a whatever game, you know. We're not gonna like probably remember this too much when we get to the end of this whole Odyssey. Yeah, but for what it is, it's not terrible. Which kind of surprises me. I was really expecting a hot garbage situation. Yeah, I was expect. I think that might be why I enjoyed it so much is that I was expecting it to be really crappy. What were you What were you thinking when you came into it, Charlie? I wasn't sure because I literally had no exposure to the eye toy. It was just like, oh, it's going to have... So First, I thought it had, like, I didn't even know this was going to be, like, a an eye toy game. Like, oh, look at all these games that are just on here. I'm like, 
oh wait and I'm like oh I guess this is just gonna be some cute little demos it's just it I I kind of predicted it was gonna be but I I guess I expected it to be bad because I was pleasantly surprised with how good it was yeah like it just worked well yeah I was familiar with the eye toy because I looked up like some weird old ps2 shit so I'm just aware of like a couple of the weird games that this thing was related to, but this one actually wasn't something I was aware of beforehand. I remember the commercial. Yeah. Vaguely. It's a it's a weird little deal. Also, I'm glad that like Sonic still isn't completely divorced from his tradition of making his way to weird console peripherals. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we'll have to wait for Sonic Free Riders. Yeah, again, it doesn't stop. Like he keeps <laughs> he keeps pushing those peripherals. Dude, I'm going to have to play Free Riders at, at your place, Charlie. First, I have to get a yeah, Kinect. I was going to say, he has to get a Kinect, too. And an Xbox. <laughs> okay. Well and then, a copy of Sonic Free Riders. Well, then maybe you'll play it at my place, because we have the same I know exactly one person who owns Free Riders. <laughs> Incredible. And quite frankly, Isaiah, you don't want to know who that is. We'll just break into their place. Charlie, did Hitler purchase Free Riders, and are you friends with Hitler? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I would lead with the second question. <laughs> no. All right. You can find us at twitter.com slash nospin-zone or twitch.tv slash nospin-zone. Why do you, you phrase eat... it as the URL and not the handle? I, You know, I don't know. It just, like... It, it, I feel like it works for twitch.tv, but... Yeah. For, me, for me, it's just it's easier if I am searching at... And then a Twitter handle. It's just easier if I go to twitter.com slash and then the Twitter handle. I've never typed in a URL ever. I don't know. I've never hand typed a URL. I don't know who would do that. You can also email us at <laughs> nospin-zone at gmail.com. You can find me at twitter.com slash. Well, now I'm hyper aware of it. Hold it. Do you me... type? Wait, do you type out URLs? Yeah. No, what I do is I type T, and then uh, the autocomplete completes Twitter.com, and then and then I type slash, and then I type the the handle. Like, what if you mistype it? Like, why would you not just search it on Twitter? So you can find me on Twitter uh, with the handle at Isaiah Games. That's I S I A H Games. You can also go to Twitter.com/slash Isaiah Games, and it does the it does the same thing. You should try it out. It's very cool. It's not that cool. I just also I it's cool. incredibly easy to mistype your name. That's that's Whatever. true. Whatever, but that's no less true if you're searching. Whatever method you prefer, you can find me on Twitter at draws charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also on Twitter at super squatch. I've been tweeting a couple things from Super Mario Odyssey because that's what I'm playing right now, and also I like to. Tweet pictures of puzzle games when things happen. And also, have a good day. Yeah. And also, have a good evening. Hey, always remember that you too are a superstar. And that, that's when you thats when you start playing the theme. Yeah, no, that's when, that's when the outro the... of this episode's play, which is also just the main theme for this game. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> good. <laughs> good night. Well, okay then. All right. Good night. No, good evening. Superstar! We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.